It's the Nebraska Hour. And I'm Timmy Nebraska. And I'm here with McGee. Yep. That's me. Except we're not really together. Well, you're not really together, but but yeah. I'm in Iowa. Um, I'm in Iowa. I am not in Iowa. <laughs> no, you are in Colorado. Uh, yes, I am. I am. Oh, I mean, I didn't. You're on the way. I, I thought you were going to be in Nebraska for that Nebraska hour, but you didn't quite make. I got tired last night. Uh, was a late one for your boy, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I think I stumbled into my hotel room around four thirty, and I definitely was up at seven thirty and grinding, and I worked for all day, and then. I had a quick meeting, and then I hopped on the road, and I just didn't make it to the Nebraska border. I got to Des Moines and called it a wrap. Well, that's not terrible. No, Um, so I think tomorrow after work, I'll blast all the way to Denver. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, you're you're probably, what, like 12 hours away or so? Maybe less. Maybe it's closer to 10. Uh, Maybe so. Something like that between there. How far Des Moines is from us. Omaha and stuff, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's not bad. You're not, you're, you're getting, you're making progress for sure. So this yeah. week, Greg, we're doing, we are fixing the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, someone's got to do it. Who better than you, my friend? You know, and I was pretty excited about doing this one. There is tons of options. They got a lot going on. Oh, yeah. But they don't really have their massive load of picks until next year. But they do have two first rounders. Yeah, first off, let's go through who they're who they don't have next year. You know, like there's a couple guys that are coming off contract. You know, uh, Tony Bradley's done. Mike Scala's done. I cannot pronounce um, Mikhail Mikhailuk. Lots of Mikhailuk. Yeah, he's done. Um, and then also, there's a ton of people that they were paying that weren't on their team anymore, they still had, like, Myers Leonard to racist ass. You know, they have Darius Miller coming off the books, Justin Jackson, TJ Leaf. They were still paying Austin Rivers money this year. They got Josh Gray coming off the books. They got Silent Sheetham. Yeah, and and Tony's Cleveland. Like, they are freeing so much money. It's incredible. They do have tons of money. For free this year, uh, they also have yeah. a lot of players signed, and man, they play Al. They pay Al Horford a lot of money still, a lot yeah. of money. But technically, like his following year isn't fully guaranteed. So next year is his last. Is his last fully guaranteed year. So it makes him trade bait. Same with Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's going into his last year of the deal. Easy to trade those guys. You know what I mean? Anybody in the last year. And then they have a couple guys who are going into their last fully guaranteed deal year before they have some player option, you know, years. But for the most part, like, they don't really have any sort of, I don't know what the right word is, base to build on. You know, they don't have like a framework of players. It's a blank slate. Yes, they have a, an incredibly blank slate after after this next after this next next after this next year. Sorry, I stuttered there for a minute. <laughs> um, so many options got you got you flustered. Yeah, for sure. A lot of their guys are coming off their rookie contracts. Ty Jerome, Baisley, 
and Poku. I can't pronounce Alexa Alexi's name. Uh, Poku Pokusevsky. Um, those are all rookie deals. Isaiah Roby's yeah. rookie deal still. Lucan's Dort was a rookie deal. He's still on contract next year for in two years, I guess it would be, um, for one more season. Moses Brown, who I who I really like a lot, um, is is uh, doesn't get paid much. He's still on a rookie deal. There is not a there's not like you have a base to even build around. You want to if you want to, you can pick I mean SGA um is is their star. You know, Gilgis out of the yeah, but- guy. Is he he's underpaid? Um, he's entering the last year of his deal. Do you think he would extend with them? I I can't imagine he would. See, I think you try to sign him because it's his rookie deal still. So he's underpaid only because it's a deal, right? So now you try to get him to be your block one at least at least one block for you. So you give him the extension. Yeah, you want to get him to be at least you want you want one building block, and that's your guy. You know, you want to sign him to get one one building block there to stay around and they get to offer him more money right because he is i mean i don't know i don't think he's a max player but they could they can offer him a lot of money to stay they can there. offer him more than anybody else can yeah um but i think that he's uh, the guy to sign you know um he's had a, he had a really couple good years um and and luke dort i would say try to keep him around i would maybe try to offer him an extension this year before he has a really good season, maybe he wants more money. Um, yeah. But they got a lot of players, too. They got Horford still, and Horford, he's going to, he's not, he's a hard person to trade. Because who, who wants to take on a $27 million deal? Well, there's other players that are problematic on their teams, and maybe you could do a, the problem, the old problem swap. Because what if you could turn. Oh what if you could turn Al Horford into Chris Tapp's Porzingis? Well, I mean, you want to your your move for Horford if you're going to trade him is to find somebody before the deadline that's a contender that needs a little bit of depth. Because then that team be, would be willing to take on that big contract and say, you know, okay, well, uh, this is not a bad deal for me. Um, I can take on this big deal for one season and a push to a, to a title instead of being, okay, well, we need to dump him somewhere. Yeah, but they're still going to have to take $27 million worth of contract back. Well, and if you do that swap, Porzingis is entering his, like, hard last year. So you're doing a little favor for the Mavs, plus you're no longer on the hook for the partial on that 26-5. You definitely have picks to, to include to get Kristaps as well. I don't know, man. I think right now, with the chaos going on in Dallas, you might be able to do an even deal. You might be able to do an even swap. Um, I don't know about that. They're going to want to pick back. They don't want something back. But I don't know. The, the, Al Horford, something. Al Horford's a leader have, for Luke. Thunder have, like, 17 first-round picks in the next seven years. True. They have 34 picks in the next seven years total. It's too many. It, yeah, it's so many. It, it's it's so many that that you can use that later on, and that's kind of a deal. Where as you, equity, as equity, you make a move, but your first year you didn't find a base, right? So Somehow. so this this year, the the Thunder have the number five pick, the number eighteen pick, the thirty four pick, 
the 36 pick, and a 55 pick. Now, your 55 pick, I have an idea for that just because I like the guy. But you always got an idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for, buddy. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so, with the number five pick, uh, I mean, we've been through the top few guys there, and I left a couple guys out. Because I don't think that some of the guys are as valuable to their team, to the team's picking in those spots as they would be for, like, these kind of spots. And right. we lost uh, Jalen Suggs. He hit the buzzer beater for Gonzaga. Quite and good. Who, and if you're going to have SGA as your number two, hopefully you're, building, hopefully you're building block as a two guard. I like where you're going with this. Then I would take Jalen Suggs as the point guard. With, to, I like with, it. With your and then your backcourt's, your backcourt's short up. Yeah, then you're solid there, right? You're really I solid. Would, I would, to make, in fact, that's the perfect player for them right now. And I would argue that it might be in your best interest to use a little bit of that future draft capital because I'm having all those draft picks is more problematic than it is solution. You can't bring in that many young guys. You just can't. You don't have room for them all. So the move, the the move might be to use one of those future picks or two of those lower picks to as incentive to get like this guy, you know, like trade with into the second spot or the third spot to make sure that you get Jalen Suggs. Well, so uh, you're right there. So, um, so I wouldn't trade this year's number 18 pick because because you're going to need another guy. I think anyway, yeah. but you trade next year. You they have they have three first rounders in 2024. Yeah. They have five first rounders, something crazy like that. Um, yeah. there's a there's a lot you could of do one of those. Oh, one of the first rounders from 25 and like a second rounder, a little sweetener to do a little swap, 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 swap. And 34, pick 34 this year and the first round from 2024, 2025 and move up for Suggs for sure. Because like, I love I've it. done a little differently where I want, I want uh, Davion Mitchell and a couple of the players. Now the projection says Suggs is going probably number two or three. So you could get those spots. So you, you can get move the two up, spot. guarantee you get your guy. Yeah. Um, and like then you have a solid one. You have, I mean, he's a rookie, but the, I mean, from all projections, looks like Jalen Suggs would be a really good player. He's six. Yeah, and you'll have you'll have a backcourt to grow up together. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so I think that's your move there. That is it's a Love perfect it. player for him at least. You know, like if yeah. gets everything they want. And he's coming from Gonzaga. So he's kind of like uh He's not necessarily a guy that wants the the big time, uh, you know, like uh, media market. He didn't go to Duke or you know, USC or UCLA, um, so maybe he'll be okay with playing and staying in Oklahoma City longer. Yeah. Now I don't know the guy personally, obviously, so I could be way off on that. Maybe he wanted to go to Gonzaga for one year, but then he wants to go play in the biggest show. It would be a Laker or some shit like that. I don't know, but. I think that there's something to be said about trying to keep your players, and it's hard to keep your keep your star players in Oklahoma City. The same thing True. we have in Denver. It's hard for us to sign free agents. It's hard for us to keep long-term guys. Carmelo wanted to go to New York, you know, and he forced his way to New York. Just, yeah, but I think that's going to change a little with this offseason, with the Nuggets now making two consecutive 
deep runs in the playoffs and having uh, uh, the MVP, the league MVP on our roster and having Jamal coming off injury and having Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter, I suspect that we might be able to entice a free agent to come join the squad. I agree with that for sure. Um, I'm just giving you a reference as a as a small oh, yeah. medium kind of thing. I know? think this is the problem with the Pelicans. You know, AD wanted to leave. Chris Paul wanted to leave. Every time they draft somebody, they want to leave after a while because you know it's only such a you, you can only do so much in a small market in the NBA. It feels like. See, I think that they're going to have the same problem again. I I I can see Zion wanting to go to New York. Yeah, I mean, it's a genius marriage. Yeah, it's um, a perfect marriage. Combo would be, you know, perfect marriage. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I have a big time personality. He did really well in New York. But um, I think we'll still see that with some of these teams. I'm surprised San Antonio didn't have that problem a long time ago. You know, San Antonio is not a big media market. And they seem true. That's why they kept a lot of foreign players instead. Um, it's and that's to keep why they've here. invested so much in their coaching staff because they feel that'll help keep some players around a little longer. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's harder to leave a winner. You know. Right. Right. Um. So I think that the Jalen Suggs pick makes sense for more than one reason. Um. And I think that the the next the number eighteen pick, barring you don't trade that in the package, you'll make sure you get Suggs, which I don't think you should. I think you trade. Uh, future capital and not previous yeah. immediate capital. Um, I maybe I, I like the idea of the set of the thirty four this year with a future first. I think that's great. I like that. I like that a yeah. lot. And then you move up um, and you make sure you get your guy that way. You know. Um, yeah, and, and that's you still the have the fifty five spot for uh, for a practice guy and thirty six. They got oh, five. <laughs> yeah, they got that's crazy. Five. Oh. And the value for the second rounders in the whole lot, really, you know, um, oh, they, uh, they really um, get yeah, a sleeper, you know, like Joker was a 41st pick. Yeah. Um, rarely does that happen where you have a 41st pick or 50th pick end up being um, an all-star, let alone uh, all NBA, even third team, um, let alone an MVP, you know, that never happens. Yeah. It never happened before. Yeah. Um, wow. So with the number 18 pick for the Oklahoma City Thunder, I would go with Isaiah Jackson, big guy from Kentucky. Because you don't have a big guy. The big guy right now, well, Mescal was playing as a, as a big for a while, and Horford, obviously. But their, like, center um, has been Isaiah Roby, who was a Cornhusker. And as much as I love the Cornhuskers, it's not a good sign when you're starting a Cornhusker basketball player and you're starting one. And it never hurts to bring in a guy from Kentucky. Yeah, big athletic guy. He didn't play a whole yeah. lot because of COVID stuff, and and um, he's a freshman, so he didn't play hardly at all, really. But, but if you look at his highlights and his stuff from McDonald's All-American games and stuff like that the year before, he looks like a star. He looks like James Wiseman, basically. Yeah. Maybe a little better shot from, from deep. Um. But then you have a point guard, you have SGAs or two, and your score, you have a couple, you have a couple blocks there, and then you have Horford for this season. That's you know he's your veteran, 
And then you got Isaiah Jackson as a big guy. And then, you know, you can maybe fill in a spot here or there. Maybe your 36 pick or 55 pick can be uh, a three. Um, personally, I like this guy named Ruckus Jacubatus. And I don't, I'm sure that's not how you pronounce his name. Yeah, but I'm calling him Ruckus. Ruck, yeah, Ruckus. And he's a lefty. Yeah. It's smooth. Smooth lefty. If you got beef, seven. then bring the Ruckus. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yes, dude. R-O-K-A-X. <laughs> Ruckus. Smooth <laughs> lefty. I'm not even sure where he's from exactly. He play, he's he been playing for, um, well, he played in the G League, um, but he played overseas somewhere as well. I like G League players. I like the guys that went to European professional leagues first. I like the guys that didn't go to the college, the traditional college route. I feel like they're better prepared to for life on the road. They're better prepared for uh, a grown up, you know, like taking care of themselves. They're better. They're just better prepared all around. You know, the transition um, to the NBA is going to be quicker also because the NBA three point line is the same now. They're not adjusting to shooting. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine if I was the father of a of a good basketball player in college and he had NBA like potential, I can't imagine I would ever suggest college. It just seems like a waste of time. You could always go back later. If right now what your goal is is to make the NBA, I would suggest a, a one of those, you know, one of those professional international professional leagues where you don't have to go through the bullshit. You don't have to go to freshman orientation or fucking, uh, you know, English writing 101 or like bullshit classes that like you can just focus on preparing for the NBA and practicing all day. Maybe hiring a money manager to teach you about, you know, teach financial literacy and, 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 you know, shit like that. But you don't need to go to college, man. Just don't. I agree with you. I would I would strongly advise that you use your 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 burning potential immediately. You know, yeah, like as much as yeah. It's not a long time. You might as well use it as fast as you can. Go to Italy. Go to China. Go to New Zealand. Go to Australia. Go somewhere internationally. See the world. Weirdly, <laughs> I just I just saw this a couple hours ago. Um, in the four major uh professional basketball leagues in the world are the most four, the, the most four major, I suppose. Um, there, cause there's several leagues. <clears throat> um, a Serbian won the MVP in all four leagues. That's wild. I don't, I can't pronounce their names or else I would tell you that. Um, yeah. but a Serbian won an MVP in, in the, the biggest four in, uh, basketball leagues in the world. Are we putting a future? We're putting a future on Serbia to win the gold medal at the Olympics, aren't we? I think that might be a pretty good move. <laughs> That's a pretty. Good I think move. we're going to. I think we're going to have to. <laughs> pretty good move. You probably get good odds too. I mean, I'm not sure what the odds are going to be like. I haven't like, looked at Olympic. Yeah, I haven't looked at Olympic odds. basketball yet. Yeah. Um. But I think that that's kind of the move there too. Is like that. I like that move. But so I would definitely go overseas if I was a young, young, great player. Um, I don't oh, yeah. care where it's at. I would just go and get my year experience or whatever before I go pro. I mean, look at the Lamelo route. 
not only did he do very well in New Zealand and, you know, play with another NBA player and stuff like that, but he also now owns a big chunk of the team that he played for there. And uh, he's, he's like investing back into that community and that league and it's going to benefit him long-term. Yeah. Yeah. And he's dude. And like, he has tons of opportunities for other money making adventures because of that. Yeah. You know, like, not just that one team, but now he has now he has endorsement deals, other things overseas that he wouldn't have had before. Right, and he's he's getting a head start. Like I feel like a lot of players would like to someday own a basketball team, and you know he's smart enough to get that ball rolling at twenty or nineteen years old. You know, he's yeah. he's not waiting to retire. He's starting now. You know, a lot of players want to own a team, but they just it wasn't as viable as it is now to own a team that's not in that's not in America. You know, now now right. we have more of a world economy yeah. and the opportunities to own a team in, in Italy or Yugoslavia or whatever is the, the opportunity is there. It's cool, which is awesome. Let's let's buy a team somewhere else. That would be fantastic. I would love to do that. That's, we can't that's afford it anyway to get my foot in the door. So one of these teams actually actually does call me to help fix their squad. To go fix my yeah, go we, buy a team, fix my own squad first. Yeah, <laughs> and then we start taking some of those. You know how like sometimes a team who has a lot of drafts, like OKC, might draft a European guy and just like stash him. You know, on a, on a team in another league for two years before they bring him over. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we could. The old year um, Yeah, maybe we can like create an environment for Euro stashes to excel and potentially become the like the big stash haven. That would be awesome. That's actually a really good market for any like international team to just to become the become the squad that stashes all the players. A lot of international leagues cap how many international players you can have on your team, so it can be complicated. Like, for example, in China, you can only have three non-Chinese on your team. and There's other, other countries with those kind of rules, but ultimately, like, there's ways around it. We'll, we'll, we'll pay off somebody and get them some passports, citizenship, and whatever we got to do. Yeah, we can, I'm sure there's a way around that with marriage or something. Citizenship, <laughs> marriage. We'll just we have, can, just we, pick we out a wife, and we can find some girl to marry the NBA player. I'm sure to get him. I love it. Yeah, we'll pretty enough, guaranteed. All that when time comes. But so to solidify, <laughs> so back to the Thunder. <laughs> got yeah. got sidetracked. To solidify Habits. the three spot. I think that this has been on my this guy's been on my list of free agent finds for every team so far. Is Kelly Oubre? Then you just score at the three to solidify your your three position. Then you have then you have uh, Suggs and SGA and Oubre and Horford and Isaiah Jackson as your starting five. What a roster! Really young. I mean, if you eliminate, if you eliminate Horford, your average age would be like twenty-one. <laughs> yeah, but you add Horford, and your average age is like fifty-five because he's like a bazillion. He's one hundred thirty-seven um, years old. Yeah, one hundred thirty-seven years old. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still, I'm still asking to check the birth certificate. We might have a Danny Almonte thing going on. He might, he might be older. He might be older. Dude, Horford, Horford's been around for a long time, it seems like, man. It seems like it was ages ago when he was 47 playing for Florida. <laughs> He's the last guy standing from that team, too. Noah retired and Booker retired. Oh, no, Booker's still in the league. Uh, book, nah, uh, not Booker. I think uh, maybe he, no. Nah. Brewer, Brewer, I mean, Brewer. Brewer, yeah, Corey Brewer. He's gone. I think he's gone. You think he retired? I thought he was on somebody's roster. I think he's gone. The other free mind oh. I would want to get is Gary Trent Jr. But you're going to overpay for him a lot because he had. I imagine. Great run. Okay, so he has to overpay for everybody, buddy. Well, but he's you're gonna have to overpay for for Gary Trent because he went to Portland and had that had that really good run where he had the game winning shot had, had scored fifty the one time. Um, kind of showed off his skills that he he's a real shooter. You're gonna overpay for him. I just you might I just mean you're gonna have to you're gonna have to overpay for anybody if you want Kelly Oubre. Like, there's gonna be other teams putting in offers, and and if you're Oklahoma City, your offer has to be bigger than everybody else's. Um. Yeah, you need to find the guy, the Braden guys that want money and not to win, necessarily. Because <laughs> you know, like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be fixed. You're not gonna be fixed right away. Now, then the next yeah. year, you're gonna have Horford of the books. You're gonna have more cap room. You're gonna have a bunch more going on. You still have a ton of a ton of picks. Then you can make and it hopefully like a star player potentially. Yeah, and hopefully you have some unattractive uh, couple players in. SGA, Jalen Suggs, and Kelly Oubre or something, you know, as a, as like at least the beginnings of a nucleus to then add to, you know? Yeah, you need you need you need to add uh, a veteran guard somewhere. You need to add yeah. um, a TJ McConnell or uh, just a veteran solid point guard. Dude, Patty Mills might be good at might be a good addition for him. Kind of a tough guy, backup point guard. Um, veteran. What's that? Veteran. It's a savvy vet who's been around for young guys to listen to. Like, yeah, he's, he's like to pull off. Of Pat Bev. Yeah. Well, Pat Bev might work too. He's not exactly uh, what he used to be. He's much more of a situational defensive player than he's. You're not giving him 30 minutes a game anymore. He's well, more of an extension of. I want somebody to teach Suggs how to play defense. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The guy like that. I want, I want, uh, I want a mentor type of guy. Yeah, you don't need a equivalent uh, or an older version of Pat Bev because Pat Bev is now the older version of Pat Bev. He is perfect for this team. If you can, you know, if you bring in Pat Bev and Kelly Oubre and Jalen Suggs plus, you know, Horford, and you actually have a 500 team this year and then and you have the basis to add to for next year you still have ty jerome you still you still have luke hans dort who i i i'm getting i'm learning to like um being the season this year i just did not think he'd make a jump shot and now it seems like he's got a better mid-range game he's good he might develop into a demar Derozan type of guy who is a stellar player uh, Brown's a big is still a big guy. The he's was a rookie from Texas, um, and he's way better than what I thought he was going to be. Now 
I would try to package Isaiah Roby into some sort of deal because I don't want Isaiah Roby to be playing my five spot, and he's not the right skill level to play a three or a four. So Roby and Horford for Porzingis. That sounds like <laughs> the, it's like a great trade. And let's we can throw Neil Maladon and Kent Kynrick Williams. And, and a second Nicole. rounder in four and, years. No one you want, man. There's some other guys. Um, Makai Luke, I guess he's gone anyway. Um, but yeah, then we kind of have a base. We have our two draft picks. We have the lefty that I just want somebody to draft, hopefully, because I want to see how he does. I want to get a chance. I feel like you want a lefty on every team because you're left-handed and you need left-handed heroes. Well, man, you're right, though. But it's kind of the same thing with you and Florida State. You know, like, without a left-handed team, what are you doing? Well, it, it's, without it's, a Seminole on it, your roster. It's, discrim- it's discrimination is what it is, Greg. It's, uh, it's handism. Yes. As it is, just, the world's trying to kill you. It, it really is, man. It really is. It's uh, only 10% of people left-handed, and there's not a lot of left-handed NBA players, really. Uh, there's just not, there's not a lot of left-handed great NBA players in history. either. Let me ask you, isn't there a guy on the, isn't there a guy on the, on the Bucks? I think who writes right-handed, but shoots his free throws left-handed. Um, I don't know that. I think there is. I, I think there is. There's somebody who like does everything right-handed except free throw shooting. <laughs> That's weird. I forget who it is, though. Yeah, it is weird. Speaking of the is Bucks, it, let me it, tell you. I don't know. I can't remember who it is. I apologize. But let me tell you something. I have um, been having the worst NBA playoffs of my life. And um, thank goodness the for, for the fucking Euros and the Copa America, like, helping out fucking... But because that's my shit. I like that international non-friendly soccer, right? Um, but I've been having the worst NBA playoffs, like the worst. I'm wrong on everything, my dude. And so this morning I woke up and like I said, last night was a rough one. I placed my bets and then, you know, I went to work. I you know, I did my work all day, had this meeting, hopped in the car. Uh, I'm just kind of spacing, listen to a podcast. And then I'm like, oh yeah, there's basketball. And I turned on the game and, Fucking halftime, and the Bucks are already up 10. And I'm like, shit, this sucks. This isn't going to work out for me. I know it's not going to work out for me, man. Nets plus five and a half. I got no chance here. And then I was fucking right. The Bucks really, every time the Nets got it close, got it to like six, five, something like that, the, the, the Bucks stretched it back into double digits every single time. So the game's bout over, and I'm like, fuck, man, I'm losing another one. I'm just like, this is the worst. And I open up my thing to check what time the Croatia plays tomorrow, because I got a little money on Croatia tomorrow in the Euros, and I got a little money on Uruguay tomorrow against their neighbor, Argentina, in Copa America. And I open up my fucking app, and I won, dude, because I guess this morning I bet Brooklyn. <laughs> and all day I was thinking I had money on the Bucks. <laughs> all day I thought I had Nets. I mean, all day I thought I had the Nets. And I had bet the, I had bet the Bucks this morning with like an idiot. <laughs> I'm just an idiot. Oh, well, there you go, man. I think the Bucks might win the series still. 
man, with with huh. Henry hurt and Harden playing like trash, him hurt too. It's hard for the for the Nets to for Durant to do by himself right now. The man, game, it seems to have been looked rough today. It's it's looks like it's always leaning towards the home team in this series though. So the fact that Game Seven is in Brooklyn uh, makes me like want to bet Brooklyn, but honestly. Um, Man, it could be a really good game. It could be a really good game. It could be like the. I just mean like we could actually see a close game, and they have been that many close games in this series. Um. Yeah. Wow. The line. They don't even have a lineup for Saturday yet. There, but um. Man, the, all these series are crazy. The Clippers series, the Jazz might come out and steal that one because since Kawhi is hurt now. And um, and the Jazz win two in a row. And the I mean, Hawks it's, and the I thought the Jazz were going to win this meltdown. last game. I uh, yeah, I thought so too. I thought so too. But the Jazz can win two in a row and take the series still now. And the, the Hawks and the Sixers, the Hawks can the Hawks can can the Hawks need to win one of two now to take the series. You might you might see. Trey and and um and uh Giannis in the in the finals. That'd be shocking. Finals. And then you might then you might see uh Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker in the West Conference Finals. That'd be a really weird season. Yeah. Yeah. For like the Donovan biggest can win the NBA championship. <clears throat> that wouldn't be horrible. I may have a ticket for thirty-five to one on the Suns. Really, really, that is stellar for you, buddy. <clears throat> Thank you. We'll <laughs> see if it works out. It's still a lot of basketball to play, and Chris you know, and uh, Chris Paul has got COVID after being fucking vaccinated. So, like, the world is not exactly like <laughs> like lighting up, making it easy for me, you know. Well, but it's not making it easy for any team. I mean, Embiid's hurt, and the Hawks have problems, and the Clippers have problems, and Donovan Mitchell's hurt, and there's – I mean, every team has these problems. You're just eating it out. But I do remember yeah. us talking about the Suns last year when they did the bubble part, and the Suns went undefeated and, and didn't make the playoffs anyway, about how maybe a, a flyer on the Suns next year is smart. Um, so I'm glad you did that. I did not do yeah, that. I, did, I did it at All-Star break. And I was like, my whole rationale, and I did it, I mean, it was me, Connor, and Raleigh. We all did it. Um, we were hanging out. We were talking about it. And my whole rationale was, how has the market not, why are we still getting this big a number? We're not supposed to still get this number. This is, like, this should be down to at least 24, 22. And I just felt we were getting good value at the time. Man, and I, I, I think that everybody had the Sixers and the Lakers and the Bucks up there, so in the net so high that the market didn't change for anybody except for those two teams. Huh. Maybe that's it, but I I bang the Suns, and uh, we'll see if it works out. Yeah, I've had a very bad NBA playoff so far too, so I hope it does work out for you. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that would fix everything. Um, so would uh, so would. Uruguay making a nice run in the Copa America, though. Yeah, so um, just to recap, you have who? To, you have who in the morning here? <laughs> Tomorrow I have Croatia, 
And then uh, they're playing uh, uh, against the Czech Republic, and um, that's the Euros. And then I also have Uruguay playing against their neighbor, uh, Argentina, in the Copa America. And then the next day, Saturday, I really like the draw in Germany, Portugal. What's that? Hello? You like you cut out there for the last little bit. Germany, Germany, Portugal. Yeah, I like the draw in Germany, Portugal on Saturday. All right, all right. You know what, man? Um, I'm thinking I'm gonna fly with you on the uh, the Copa and the Euros tomorrow, and then depending on how how it goes down, then I might roll with you on the, on Saturday as well. Sounds like fun, buddy. Um, let's get back to the OKC Thunder. Um, as far as making the right draft picks, adding like one good, you know, one good, uh, they're going to have to overpay, but maybe a Kelly Oubre or one good uh, free agent, uh, you know, trying to package some stuff together as a, uh, to, to make a nice draft uh, uh, package for somebody. Um, I, I think even if they do everything right, Everything right. They're still not going to make the playoffs next year. This is a three, four, five, six year away kind of a project. So like this is a building for the future, full rebuild. There's there's no way right that they can do anything that even gets them into a playing game next year, right? So so that's why I was excited for this one was because there's so many options and draft picks. And then I took a look at it. I mean, actually, I'm excited about next year's moves for the Thunder. You know, like their draft this year is a solid base, and then you have capital, and you have a solid base, and then because you have—I mean, well, like we said at the beginning of the show, here's a complete blank slate. There's no one that there's no one on the list that we went through that you want to hang on to for sure, except for SGA. Yeah. So you potentially have one guy, and then you can move on from there. Now, in one season, it's going to be hard to rebuild your entire roster, but in two seasons, we can drastically change. So we can have. Suggs and SGA and Ubre or Gary Trent Jr. from free agency, maybe. Yeah. Maybe Lonzo Ball. I keep hearing rumors about how he's going to be gone. I don't know why that is. Um, But it seems like is every it, time they it, look, it seems like they're trying to get rid of it. Is he a free agent uh, next year? He's going into his last year? Yeah, he's going into his last year. So it seems like they're trying to move him. If he doesn't want to stay, they don't want to move him, obviously. But I, I don't know why I keep seeing every every time it seems like, oh, the move for this team is to try to get Lonzo. Or they're trying to I know to the Lonzo. perfect place for him. Um see I don't see I think that him staying in, in New Orleans is probably the perfect spot for him, really. If okay, well I'm just saying angry. if that's not gonna work, come on over to Denver, buddy. Um, but yeah, I just think that that um, that Trent Jr. or Ubre is a good move for the Thunder. Yeah, and that next year is a real exciting move. The real exciting time frame is the free agency and, and offseason Thunder will be next season. And then you have tons of options, tons of options. You have tons of draft picks, and you have a base. And then so you can package together players that are a little bit proven, even if it's just for one season, to make a huge movement. You might be. Able to go from a team that's a lottery pick to, you know, a two or three seed. Okay, you figure yeah. in a couple of years, LeBron's got to retire eventually. 
Like, when's Bronny? Well, he's gonna not. When's, when does when does Bronny get drafted? Oh God, I think that's in three years, right? Something like that. So uh, LeBron know. has four years left. Four years left. Well, I don't. I don't know. Well, I but I don't think he'll be. He won't be the same guy forever. No, of course not. No, of course not. Um, so there's gonna be some drop off in the West Conference where some teams are gonna fall out a little bit. Um. I don't know if the Clippers are going to keep their their squad together. It, who knows? You know, like Paul George. I'm not sure if that's going to work out or not. That they might drop off. He's not going. He's not going back to OKC, dude. And then, it, I, yeah, but I mean that. But they might go. He might go somewhere else. And there's another spot open in a couple of years. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the Warriors and Curry and Clay. They might not be the same team. There might be another spot open in the West to make a move. Yeah, um, I see your point. So in two years, maybe, you know, after this season, this next season's over, we have a solid base, and then the Thunder make a giant move with all these picks to get some stocks. And then they make a run for the title for a couple seasons. The Thunder might be the equivalent to the Miami Marlins, where they make a run for two seasons, and they win one, <laughs> and ship everybody out again. You know what I'm saying? That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I love it. I love it. I love it. I think it kind of does make sense, though, right? You're the not gonna Marlins of the NBA. Yeah, you're gonna. They're gonna go and maybe try to make a push to win one or two, and then they dump everybody again. They already tried that <laughs> with Westbrook and Durant and Harden, and then they end up dumping everybody off, and now they're terrible. Ah, uh, the good old days. That team was good. That team was good, and fun to watch. And the whole the whole country loved them because it was supporting a brand new squad. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe well, we'll- this was awesome, dude. I really like this. And um, I'm wondering, who are you going to fix next week? Next week is the Cleveland Cavaliers, I believe. Oh, nowhere to go but up. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, um, not, a well, lot, listen. not a lot to start with. You know, you're yeah, really, yeah. really reaching huh. there. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to look at those rosters. Do they have the the samurai guy, the Afro samurai guy? What's his name? I forget. Oh, the dude who, the oh. guy that used to be on the, uh, used to be on the Nets, and he wears the the white headband around his big afro. Yeah, yeah, Jared Allen. Jared Allen, that's it. He's like still him. under contract. There's somebody to keep. That's a player. I like you got him. Colin Sexton. Sexton's a keeper. We'll talk they, about this next. They week. still have. De- Elvadova. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah, they do. Is he like an assistant coach? He's going to be a great assistant coach. He's not even that old. He's only 30. No. I'm serious. Yeah. He's only 30 years old. He's got 10 or 12 more years to play because he's like J.J. Barea, but Australian. He's going to play forever. Not nearly as good. Wait a minute. J.J. Barea had a great career. Dude, Della Vadova would embarrass you on the court. All right. I'm telling you, they're both yeah, like, yeah. the but same. JJ player. Ray would embarrass me three times more, at least. I don't know. Um, whatever. Well, we'll talk about this next week. I don't know if you're right about that, but we're we that's like a whole separate podcast. Berea <laughs> versus Della Vadova conversation. Yeah, that's a whole other combo. All right, all right. I see you. I see Just you. because LeBron was too scared to to post up JJ Berea in the finals. Doesn't mean J.J. Barea is a good basketball player. You know? I'm saying, or a great, career, man. 
He had a really good. He was season. in. He was in a lot of the right places at the right times, but I don't know if. And, and yes, he had a great. He had a great career, but uh, I don't know, dude. Like I, I, I'm partial to everybody in Puerto Rican descent. I love that community. All right, like I am not talking shit in any way. I think J. I was a JJ Barea fan his whole career. He's always been like Luca's guy. I thought he was going to be a Maverick forever. Um, but I, uh, I'm just shocked. Like, uh, I'm just shocked. You're so, so firm about not putting Delavidova in the JJ Barea class. You know? Man, uh, yeah, dude. There's there's a class called JJ Barea, and Matthew <laughs> Dova is not in it. It's just not in it, man. He's just not. I don't know. He's just not in it. Maybe at the end of his career, you'll think differently. Um, I think his career is pretty much done, bud. You I just mean, said he's thirty. He. Yeah. Yeah, he's on the team. He's still in the NBA. He's still in the NBA and he's 30. He potentially has 10 more years, dude. He played in 13 games this last season and he played uh 171 minutes total. <laughs> that's 13 more games than I got in in the NBA this year. You know, that's you're right. You're right about that. You're right about that. You know, in fact, you- not just the NBA level that's 13 more games of basketball that I've played all year. <laughs> That's also true. I agree with you there, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, listen, I um, could probably use a shower and uh, bed. So um, let me get this podcast edited and posted. And uh, good job on another uh, Nebraska hour. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, I lost you there for a minute. I don't know. I was just saying you did a good job on the Nebraska Hour and fixing the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I, I can't wait for next week. Awesome deal, man. Thanks for doing this with me. I'll, I'll, we'll do the whole Cleveland Cav- Cavaliers next week. And we'll be in the same room. I'll be back I'll be back probably uh, probably real late tomorrow night. Um, we might be. I might be in Cocoa Beach, Florida next week. Nice. All right, well, we'll talk. We'll talk when I get back. For sure, man. I'll talk to you soon.